This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Old radio, old radio, old radio, old radio, old radio. Comedy Welcome to episode 54 of season 3 of the Old Radio Comedy Podcast. Willard Waterman got his start in show business in the 1930s, singing in a quartet that performed brief musical numbers during interludes between radio programs. His big break came in 1950, when he was hired to replace Harold Perry on The Great Gildersleeve, who had left NBC to go to rival CBS radio, but had failed to persuade the show's sponsor to move with him. Perry got his own show on CBS, The Harold Perry Show, and Waterman became the star of The Great Gildersleeve. Waterman actually looked and sounded quite a lot like Perry, and the two actually became lifelong friends. In fact, Waterman refused to appropriate Perry's signature laugh that had become a Gildersleeve trademark, despite NBC pressuring him to do so, out of respect for his friend Perry. At the same time he was performing as Gildersleeve, Waterman also starred in the brief radio show The Halls of Ivy in recurring role. After Gildersleeve ended in 1957, Waterman starred in a few films, such as Anti-Mame in 1958 and The Apartment in 1960, as well as guest appearances on various TV shows. He also starred in two Broadway productions, one in 1966 and 1973. He died in 1995. Now sit back and enjoy the November 12, 1952 and the March 10, 1954 broadcasts of The Great Gildersleeve, starring Willard Waterman. The Kraft Foods Company presents Willard Waterman as the Great Gildersleeve. The Great Gildersleeve is brought to you partially transcribed by the Kraft Foods Company. It looks wonderful, it tastes wonderful. But the big news about Kraft's new parquet margarine is the way it spreads. Even when ice-cold, new parquet spreads smoothly. It won't tear a fresh slice of bread, it won't crumple thin crackers. New parquet is ready to spread smoothly the instant it leaves your refrigerator. Get Kraft's new parquet tomorrow in the new blue package. You'll love the way it tastes, you'll love the way it spreads. Well, ever since school started, the great Gildersleeve's nephew, Leroy, has been having a little trouble with his studies. Of course, he wouldn't be human if he didn't blame part of it on his new teacher. What does she think I am, Bertie? A quiz kid or something? That Miss Tuttle knows what she's doing, Leroy. Yeah? Look, I gotta read this whole chapter of history tonight. What's she trying to do, make a bookworm out of me? She can't make no bookworm out of you. You'd wiggle out of it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I guess I gotta get started. Bertie, what do you know about the Lewis and Clark expedition? Leroy, that's a trip I didn't take. For <laughs> sake. What do you know about the War of 1812? Well, Bertie knows it was fought in 1812. <laughs> <laughs> didn't get much out of Bertie. Guess I'll have to read this stuff. Gosh, look at all the pages. Not even any pictures. Except some old maps. Well, here goes nothing. When Thomas Jefferson learned that Napoleon Bonaparte would sell the area called Louisiana... Hello, he... Leroy. Hi, Unc. What are you reading? The comics? You kidding? Oh, history. Yeah. History was always my favorite subject. Good, you can help me if you know history. Did I say history? I meant English. <laughs> you can help me with that after dinner. After dinner? Well, let's see now. There was something I had to do after dinner. Okay, don't help me. Let a little kid fight it out with that new teacher all by himself. What's this, my boy? I'm having a horrible time. I think my teacher picks on me, Unc. 
No, Leroy, I can't believe it's all your teacher's fault. Surely you don't think it's mine. Well, if you and your teacher are having a little misunderstanding, why don't you stay after school and talk things out? Stay after school when I don't even have to? Yes, and it wouldn't hurt you to do something nice for your teacher. Like what, quit school? (laughs) Of course not. But you might offer to wash the blackboard, empty the waste paper basket, pound the chalk out of the erasers. Murder. What's wrong with that? What's wrong with it? The kids wouldn't even speak to me. I'm not going to polish the apple. I'm not asking you to polish the apple. Just wash the blackboard and clean the erasers. (laughs) Nuh-uh. Took me years to get my good reputation with a gang, and I'm not going to spoil it. Leroy, I'm not going to let you flunk history. I have to go talk to your teacher myself. That's all I need. What? An uncle who's an apple polisher. (laughs) Leroy. Bertie! Come in, Miss Marjorie. Good morning. Morning, Bertie. Am I too late for coffee? No, ma'am. Mr. Gillsleeve's having his second cup in the dining room. Miss Gillsleeve! Yes, Bertie? Miss Marjorie's here for coffee! Come in, my dear. Hello, Unky. Yeah. My, but you're all dressed up this morning. Big meeting at the city hall? No, I'm going to pay a visit to the school today. Oh? Leroy's having a little trouble with Miss Tuttle. Miss Tuttle? New teacher. And I always say it doesn't hurt to get on the good side of your teacher. If Leroy won't make the gesture, I will. Now, Anki, let's not go upsetting the whole public school system. What? More hot coffee, anybody? Oh, no thanks, Bertie. Uh, Does Leroy want somebody to go to his history teacher? No, ma'am. Bertie, I think Marjorie asked me. Oh, I thought she's asking me. Sorry. (laughs) That's all right, Bertie. (laughs) You gave the right answer. Yes, yes. Well, when anybody asks me, I give them a straight, honest answer, and I thought you was asking me. Yeah, all right. Bert. And the straight, honest answer is Leroy don't want nobody going to his teacher about nothing. Of course, nobody asked me. No, but Bertie. if they did ask me, that's what I'd give them. The straight, honest answer that Leroy don't want nobody going to his teacher about nothing. Of course, nobody asked me. <laughs> I'm sorry I brought it up. Hey, ma'am. It... As Mr. Cooley at the back door. He'll come in. He always does. Hey, ma'am. Doors mean nothing to that man. Really, Anki, I don't think you should go to Leroy's teacher if he doesn't want you to. All right, all right. Eggman. (laughs) Right into the dining room. Excuse me, I'm leaving the eggs in the refrigerator. Hello, Bertie. Thank you, Mr. Cooley. I'll find them. I don't like to leave eggs without telling somebody I've left them. Hello, Mrs. Thompson. Hello, Mr. Cooley. Last week, I went to a customer's and had to go clear to the attic before I found someone. I'll bet they were hiding. But I found them. Hello, Mr. Gildersleeve. Hello. Haven't you gone to the office yet? Well, I'm in no hurry this morning. I had intended going by the school to see Leroy's teacher. Miss Tuttle, you sure can pick them. (laughs) Why, Mr. Cooley. I didn't mean to be disrespectful, but take it from your egg man. Miss Tuttle is some chick. Well, I got the Im- I got the impression from Leroy that Miss Tuttle was an well, not too attractive. Leroy's just a boy. In fact, if he thinks that, he's still a babe in the woods. <laughs> oh? She wears rouge and lipstick. To class? Anki, they all do. Please, Marjorie, I'm listening to Mr. Cooley. She also wears high heels. Very modern. I don't see why Leroy can't get along with a teacher like Miss Tuttle Now, Unky Marjorie, I consider it my obligation as his uncle to go talk to her About his grades If you'll wait until I deliver my eggs, I'll go with you (laughs) Cooley, this is my problem Well, here's the room. Yeah, that must be Miss Tuttle at the desk. Mm-hmm. <laughs> She's even prettier than Cooley described her. 
But I'm here to help Leroy. Uh, pardon me. Uh, yes? You're Miss Tuttle, I presume. Yes, won't you come in? Uh, thank you. I hope I'm not intruding. No, I was just grading some papers. Well, I dropped by to talk to you about one of your pupils. I'm Throckmorton P. Gildersleeve. Gildersleeve? I don't recall a student by that name. Well, his name is Leroy Forrester. I'm his uncle. Oh, yes, Leroy. <laughs> Dear Leroy. <laughs> by the way, which is his desk? The desk in the next row with his name on it. Oh? Do they put their names on the desks now? This is carved. <laughs> oh, well, Leroy always was good at woodwork. <laughs> Better than history, I guess. Uh, Miss Tuttle, I wouldn't suggest this if it wasn't lunchtime, but would you care to skip out for a bite so you and I can talk over Leroy's history problems? Well, thank you, Mr. Gildersleeve. I brought my lunch. Well, is it anything that'll keep until tomorrow? <laughs> <laughs> Or, uh, perhaps you'd like to come to the house for dinner this evening. Well, I'm sorry, Mr. Gildersleeve, I can't this evening. Yeah. Well, when you get around to grading Leroy's history paper, I guess you'll remember you were asked. <laughs> you can't be serious, Mr. Gildersleeve. Well, serious with Leroy. He's been getting some low grades, Miss Tuttle. Well, I know, but I try to be fair. Now, if you don't mind, I have important things to do. Well, I have important things to do, too. Perhaps you don't realize I'm the city water commissioner. Oh? Just thought I'd mention it. Not that it should necessarily influence you in grading Leroy's papers. <laughs> if you want to criticize the school grading system, why don't you come to the parent-teachers meeting tomorrow evening? I'm not criticizing the school grading system, Miss Tuttle. My complaint is about you. Well, that's one reason we have parent-teacher meetings, so you can air your grievances. May we expect you? Me? Well... I'm sure everybody will be anxious to hear your views. <laughs> I'm afraid I can't make it tomorrow night. Where's my hat? Oh. Ooh, what a busy day. 3.30 and I haven't eaten. Well, I shouldn't have wasted my lunch hour talking to Leroy's teacher. Yeah, maybe Peavy has some lunch sandwiches left. Hello, Peavy. Yeah, hello, Mr. Gildersleeve. <laughs> what can I do for you this afternoon? Peavy, what's on the menu? Yeah, let's take a look. Roast beef sandwich, Swiss cheese on rye, tuna salad. Yeah, I'll take the cheese sandwich. <laughs> no, you won't. <laughs> what? We're fresh out of cheese. Well, give me the roast beef sandwich. You don't have that either. <laughs> well, tuna salad. Yeah, it's too late for tuna, too. Phoebe, if you don't have any of these things, why did you mention them? You didn't ask me if I had them. You asked what was on the menu. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I haven't had a bite of lunch yet. Well, it won't hurt you to skip a meal, Mr. Gillespie. Well, I wouldn't have if I hadn't spent so much time with Miss Tuttle. Oh, been dating one of the school teachers, have you? Peavy, would I be dating a school teacher during school hours? <laughs> well, there's always recess, you know. <laughs> yes, yes. Peavy, I went to talk to her about Leroy's low marks in history, and she practically accused me of trying to upset the whole school grading system. And you weren't trying, I take it? Well, of course not. I was just interested in Leroy's grade. Yeah, I mean, well, so I made a mistake. But, Peavy, do you know what that teacher wanted to do? Chase you off the school ground? <laughs> she tried to talk me into going to the parent-teacher's meeting tomorrow night and making a fool of myself. My, my. She's not going to get me to any meeting. Hi, Unc. Well, it's Leroy. Hi, Mr. Peavy. Oh, hello, Leroy. Hey, Unc, I've been looking for you. Guess what happened at school? Uh-oh. No, it's good news. Oh. I want you to go to the parent-teacher's meeting with me tomorrow night. Uh... Leroy, I was just telling Peavy, I don't think I'd better go. I don't think you'd better go either. <laughs> yeah? Gosh, it's going to be a big deal. It's American Education Week. It is? And after the meeting, the school's going to have open house. Mm, that'd be nice. That's when all the parents get a chance to see what the kids have been doing. We're going to exhibit our work. Not your history papers, I hope. Nah. Heck, I'm an artist. 
You don't change. Yeah. They're putting one of my pictures on the wall. They are, Leroy? I'm getting to be a regular Rembrandt. Now, my boy, I've seen some of your drawings. But this is my masterpiece, they tell me. Mm, I'd like to see that. So would I. Aunt gets a picture of your reservoir. It is? With you standing on the dam. You mean I'm in it? Sure, I did the picture for you. Little Leroy. Here, I'll take my pencil and sketch it on the back of this menu. Okay, Mr. Peavy? Okay by me. We're out of everything anyway. <laughs> this will just give you an idea, Unc. Well, here's the reservoir. And you. And the dam. Leroy, isn't the reservoir a little large? Now, that isn't the reservoir. That's you. Peavy. <laughs> <laughs> Great Gildersleeve will be back in just a moment. Today, a great new discovery by Kraft Foods is changing a family custom that's been going on for years. The discovery is Kraft's new parquet margarine. And if you serve new parquet at your house, you won't have to leave it standing in a warm place overnight so it'll spread easily on your breakfast toast or rolls. New parquet spreads smoothly even when it's cold, even when it's ice cold. That means you can whisk it from your refrigerator to the table just a minute before any meal is ready. Parquet slices instantly into neat pats, no crumbling or splintering. It spreads without an argument, won't tear the freshest bread or crumple thin crackers. There's another wonderful thing about new parquet. You can leave it standing out in a warm kitchen and it won't melt down. It holds its shape instead of running all over the plate. There's never been a table spread like it before. Kraft's new method of making margarine improves the texture of parquet at any temperature, hot or cold, and makes it even more appetizing and richer in wholesome flavor than ever. Get Kraft's delicious new parquet tomorrow. Look for the new ice blue package in your grocer's dairy case. The picture of a cake of ice in the corner of the package will remind you that parquet is the new margarine that spreads smoothly even when ice cold. Well, nobody can deny that the great Gildersleeve always means well, but when he went to the teacher about Leroy's grades, he got himself in a jam. You say your uncle's definitely not going to the meeting? No, but that's okay if he's busy or something. Doesn't mean a thing to me, not a thing. Well, if we've got a budding Rembrandt, somebody should be there to see his painting. Oh, that... I may even burn the painting. Well, before you do that, I certainly would like to see it. You would? I'd give a pretty penny to be at that parent-teacher's meeting tonight. Of course, I don't know who I'd go with. Hey, I got an idea. You have? Would you like to go with me? I'm going to be by myself, you know. Well, Leroy, I'd be honored. Oh, boy, you're swell, Mr. Phoebe. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm just a patron of the arts. Hey, why don't we have a soda on the house and plan our evening? Keen. Chocolate, pal. That's for me, too, pal. Two chocolates coming up. Hey, here's Judge Hooker. Hi, Judge. Hello, Leroy. Greetings, Phoebe. Oh, Judge. Having sodas, are you? Yeah, on the house. Yeah, we're celebrating, Judge. Well, if they're on the house, make it three. Let's all us kids celebrate. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, Mr. Peavy? Well, the judge is a pretty old kid, but now, Peavy, what's the occasion, Leroy? Mr. Peavy's taking me to the parent-teacher's meeting tonight. It's open house. It is? Where's your uncle? He's busy or something. Leroy and I are going to have quite a time. Here's your free soda, Judge. Leroy. Thanks, Mr. Peavy. Best-looking soda I ever saw. <laughs> uh, Peavy, I hardly think that you're the one to accompany Leroy tonight. How's that? If I may say so, I'm much closer to the family than you. After all, I'm the boy's godfather. Yeah, I'm his pharmacist. <laughs> if Gildy can't accompany Leroy tonight, I should. It was I who helped nurse the lad through his little childhood ailments, didn't I, Leroy? Uh, yeah, but... Well, I brought him his pills, didn't I, Leroy? 
Yeah, but... And I recall sitting by his bedside when he had the mumps. You should have caught him. What'd you say, Peavy? I said, so what? I think... I think that I should be the one to take him. And I say I should take him. Hey, I'm pretty popular. Well, there you are, Leroy. Hi, Unc. Hello, Peavy. Judge. Hello. Hello. Peavy, no matter what you say, I'm going to do it. Well, no matter what you say, I'm going to do it. Old Budinsky. I'm going. Ah, Pooh, I'm going. Wait a minute. Wait a minute, fellows. I don't know where you're going, but why don't both of you go? Hey, that's an idea. Well, how about it, Peavy? Suits me. Swell. Yeah, you see? Takes me to iron things out. Where are you two going? Unc, since you can't go, they're taking me to the open house at school tonight. Yes, now everybody's happy. Tea, everybody but me. Leroy around, Bertie? No, sir, Mr. Gilsleeve, he's gone. Already? Well, too bad. I wanted to have a word with the boy. Yes, sir. The judge and Mr. Peavy picked him up and took him out to dinner. Oh, Ain't well. that nice of the judge and Mr. Peavy? Well, I wanted to tell Leroy I'd about decided to take him myself. Yes, sir. Mr. Gilsey, why didn't you take him? Well, frankly, Bertie, I had a little tiff with his teacher. I didn't think I should go to the meeting. Yes, sir. Well, when somebody muddles things up, it sure is nice when somebody else comes along and clears them. Yeah, you're right, Bertie. And the judge and Mr. Peavy sure cleared things up for Leroy. You're all right, Bertie. I know I muddled them. Yes, sir. Whoop. <laughs> Sometimes I wish Bertie wouldn't always agree with me. <laughs> By George, the snow's getting deeper all the time. I always enjoy the first snowfall, but not tonight. What am I doing, walking around the schoolhouse? I can't go in. I would like to sneak a look at Leroy's painting, though. Picture of me, painted by the boy's own hand. Hey, room's right above me. I could crawl up this fire escape before the crowd gets here. Why don't I? (laughs) Slippery. Oh, well. What if I break my neck? Nobody cares. Hey, I'm in luck. Windows unlocked. I hope nobody sees me. I can see the headlines. Water commissioner caught breaking into schoolhouse. <laughs> well, I could just tell him I was going back to the eighth grade where I belong. It, 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 ah. yeah, it's nice and warm in here. Now, yeah, let's see. There's a lot of paintings and charts on the wall. Wonder which is Leroy's. Hey, somebody coming. Where will I hide? Here's the door. Oh, for supply closet. Well, I'll have to squeeze in. What is all this stuff? Pencils, chalk, blackboard erasers. You have a very nice school here, Leroy. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, not bad for a school. Uh, there they are. And here I am. What a spot. Where's your painting, Leroy? Oh, we'll get to that, Mr. Peavy. But here goes my teacher. I want you to meet her. Miss Tuttle. Hope she doesn't need any supplies. Oh, hello, Leroy. Hi. <laughs> Miss Tuttle, I want you to meet some good friends of mine. Judge Hooker and Mr. Peavy. How do you do, gentlemen? Welcome to the school. It's our pleasure, Miss Tuttle. Yes, it is. Oh, where's your uncle, Leroy? I don't know. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm sorry he isn't here. I was looking forward to seeing him at the meeting tonight. Yeah, I'll bet she was. Leroy, why don't you show your guest to see? Sure. Come on, Mr. Peavy, Judge. Let's sit over here. Okay. But what about your painting? Oh, we have to wait until the meeting's over for that. Here, I'll sit between you. They're sitting right outside the door. I wish I could shift my position a little. Yeah, at least I can turn my head. Whoop! Stuck my nose in a chalky eraser. Looks like a big turnout tonight. Oh, darn dust. I, Everybody I, interested in the school will be I, here. I, I, I got to sneeze. I just... Bless you, Peavy. 
I didn't sneeze. I was just about to bless you. <laughs> don't bless me. I didn't sneeze. If they don't open this door, I'll bless them both. Everybody's leaving. In a minute, I can get out of this closet. I've been standing here like a mummy in a case for two hours. All the time, Leroy seemed to be having a wonderful time. Didn't miss me at all. Well, don't hear anybody now. I'll open the door and sneak home. Hey, seems to be stuck a little. Must have locked from the outside. I can't stay in here all night. Maybe I can arouse the janitor. Hey! Open up! Oh, out there! Yeah, I hear footsteps. Boy, am I lucky. Here comes the janitor. Well, thank you, Mr. <laughs> Miss Tuttle. Why, Mr. Gildersleeve, what are you doing in the closet? What am I doing? Well, I can't think of anything to say. <laughs> well, how long have you been locked in that closet? Well, I came by early this evening to see Leroy's picture. and When I started to leave, I guess I took the wrong door. I didn't see you come in the building. I came in through the window. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Oh. Go ahead and laugh. You poor man. Why didn't you let us know you were in there so you could come out and enjoy the meeting? <laughs> After our first meeting, I didn't think I'd enjoy this one. Why not? Well, when a man has made a fool of himself, he doesn't like to have it pointed out to other people. Mr. Gildersleeve, I don't even remember our first meeting. You don't? All I remember is a very nice man who's so interested in his little boy's schoolwork that he climbed through a window and got locked in a closet. Well, I couldn't tell Leroy why I didn't bring him to the meeting tonight. I guess he doesn't care now if I ever see his painting. But could you point it out to me, Miss Tuttle? Of course. Miss Tuttle! Oop, Leroy's back. Better hide in the closet again. But, Mr. Gildersleeve! Miss Tuttle! Yes, Leroy? Would you do me a favor? If I can. May I take my painting home? I want my uncle to see it. What a fine little boy. I'll never miss another PTA meeting as long as I... The Great Gildersleeve will be with us again in just 30 seconds. The newest discovery in a table spread now comes in an ice blue package. It's Kraft's new parquet, the margarine that spreads smoothly even when ice cold. Compare new parquet with any other table spread, and you'll agree it spreads better, far better. New parquet is good eating, too, with a delightful flavor that sings of freshness. Tomorrow, look for Kraft's new parquet margarine in the blue package. It looks wonderful, it tastes wonderful, and it spreads smoothly even when ice cold. Ladies and gentlemen, this is American Education Week, and I'd like to suggest that we all visit our schools and take an active interest in them. Remember, education holds our future, and better schools build a stronger America. Of course... When you visit your school, don't lock yourself in the closet the way I did. <laughs> hey, Unc, how'd you like my picture? Oh, great, Leroy. Splendid effort. I'm glad you brought it home to show it to me. That's okay. But, Unc, I must be hearing things. Hearing things? Yeah. When I went back to get my picture for Miss Tuttle, I thought I heard somebody sneeze. Oh? But she said I was just hearing things. <laughs> hey, is that snow on your lapel? Snow? It looks like chalk dust. But, of course, it couldn't be. Well... Here, I'll brush it off. Leroy, don't brush it toward me, is it? Here's your brush. Good night, folks. (laughs) 
The Great Gildersleeve is played by Willard Waterman. The show is written by John Elliott and Andy White and is partially transcribed. Included in the cast are Walter Tetley, Bud Steffen, Mary Lee Robb, Lillian Randolph, Mary Ship, Earl Ross, and Dick Legrand. Uh, Mr. Heaston. <laughs> yes, Commissioner? I just want the folks to know there are pictures of me and the little family in the current radio TV mirror. You might want a copy. I picked up several. <laughs> uh, musical compositions were by Jack Meekin. This is John Heaston saying goodnight for the Kraft Foods Company, makers of the famous line of Kraft quality food products. Be sure to listen in next Wednesday and every Wednesday for the further adventures of The Great Gildersleeve. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Kraft Foods Company, makers of parquet margarine, presents Willard Waterman as the Great Gildersleeve. The Great Gildersleeve is brought to you, transcribed by the Kraft Foods Company. Do you know what brand of margarine outsold all others last year? It was the quality margarine made by Kraft, delicious parquet margarine. Parquet looks wonderful, tastes wonderful, and spreads smoothly even when ice cold. No wonder it's the favorite of millions. Why don't you enjoy parquet margarine regularly at your home? As a table spread, as a seasoning for hot vegetables, as a flavor shortening when you bake. Tomorrow, pick up a pound or two of Kraft's delicious parquet margarine. Mr. Gilsley's been giving his other girls to go back because Mrs. Paula Winthrop is home for wintering in Florida. Every time Bertie looks out the window, he's either going over there or coming back. Right now, he's just coming back to get ready to go over again. Bertie! Yes, Mr. Gilsley? Thanks for pressing my blue serge. Oh, you're welcome. That's the second time I pressed that suit since yesterday. I thought I might drift over to Mrs. Winthrop's this evening. I sure am glad you told me where you're going. I wouldn't have any idea in the world where you're going if you hadn't told me where you're going. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's see if I have everything. Uh, keys, wallet, comb, handkerchief, nail file, and my watch. Hey, my elk's tooth is loose. You know, I'll have to take that to the jeweler before it falls off the chain. Yes, sir. Now, by the way, see that Leroy keeps at his homework tonight. Yes, sir. I don't want him running over where I am to see Babs. No, sir. Yeah, I don't know why Paula Winthrop had to have a daughter just Leroy's age. No, sir. She never misses a chance to make me feel like I'm something that washed up on the beach at Miami. Yes, sir. I mean, uh, yes, sir. Yeah, I have a feeling Babs resents my going with her mother. Last night, while Paul and I were chatting, Babs came in and deliberately interrupted our cozy evening. Yes, sir. I wish I could do something to get the girl to like me. Yes, sir. Well, things has got to be rosy with the daughter if you want to get cozy with the mama. <laughs> yes, yes. George, nothing like having a girl who lives just across the street. <laughs> I hope Babs keeps out of sight. Yeah, she probably has a lot of homework, like Leroy. Come in, Mr. Gildersleeve. Oh. Uh, thank you, Babs. Mother said I should entertain you until she comes down. Well, if you have homework or anything like that, you just run along. Don't mind me. In a way, this is homework. You no? Know? I'm writing an essay on old fossils. 
fossils. And uh, my encyclopedia is right here in the living room. Oh, I see. Mr. Gildersleeve, surely you didn't think I meant you. (laughs) (laughs) What are you and Mother doing tonight? Well, I thought I'd take her down to the courthouse basement. The courthouse basement? Yeah, your mother and I are going to a square dance down there. Oh, how ducky. The uh, city employees are staging a little benefit for the city pound. (laughs) Have to take care of the lost pets, you know. Now I know why Mother rushed back from Florida right at the height of the season. She didn't want to miss the dog catcher's ball. (laughs) She's not kidding me. I got that. Mr. Gildersleeve, does Mother ever talk to you about Laddie Chapman? Laddie Chapman? Polo player. You see his picture in the Sunday supplements. Well, by the time I finish reading Hot Shot Charlie and the Dragon Lady, polo players don't thrill me much. I was thinking of the way he thrilled Mother. Oh? After he'd won the last match, he galloped over to the stands and presented his cup to her. Show off. Hello, Throckmorton. Well, Paula, what a pretty outfit. You look like the cat's pajamas. Cat pajamas? Well, thank you, Throckmorton. Babs, have you been entertaining Mr. Gildersleeve? No, he's been entertaining me. Mother insists on seeing Mr. Gildersleeve. He'll have to sharpen up a little. Well, hello, Babs. Come in. Thank you, Bertie. Is Leroy home from school? He's upstairs, and he'll be glad to see you. Leroy! I'm busy now, Bertie! Babs is here! Who's busy? He'll be down jet propelled. Leroy. Hi. Does this elk's tooth belong to your uncle? Yeah, that's his. Uncle said it was loose last night. I found it on the floor this morning. Thanks, Bab. I'll give it to him. Do you really want to give it to him? Or let it be lost forever? Oh, gosh, Babs. Uncle wouldn't be without that. It belonged to his grandfather. One can be sentimental to a fault, Leroy. What? Look at the facts. A watch chain across a vest went out with curly hair. Now, Babs, lay off my uncle. Gosh, he likes you. I might learn to like him, too, if he'd get with it. I want to be proud of my mother's escorts. I've always been proud of Unc. Sort of. That's because you're used to him, like an old shoe. You can get used to measles if you have them all the time. Now, Babs... I tried to give Mr. Gildersleeve a hint last night. I told him about Laddie Chapman and Mother's other friends down in Florida. Yeah? Mother was always in the society pages. Well, Unc's had his picture in the paper plenty of times. I know. Dedicating a new fire plug. (laughs) Well, Unc has to go to those things. He doesn't have to use those moldy expressions. He told Mother she was the cat's pajamas. Babs, I like my uncle the way he is. Nobody's gonna say he's corny. I'm only saying he doesn't have to be corny. And you can help update him. If you care enough about me. Yeah? You do like me, don't you, Leroy? Gosh. You know how I feel about you, Babs. How do you feel about me? Well... Once you said you'd do anything for me. Well, sure, but what's that got to do with Unc? When he calls on Mother tonight, will you come over and take a good look at him? I see him every day. I don't know what happens to the older generation, but when they pass 18... Ooh! (laughs) Unc's okay. All right, Leroy, if you don't care about me. Okay, okay, I'll come. Keen. See you later, alligator.
That square dancing was a little strenuous last night. I hope Paula doesn't want to go out again tonight. Yeah, I can entertain her by reading my part in the Founder's Day pageant. Yeah, I'm glad she's here for that. It'll show her Summerfield's an up-and-coming place. Oh, hello, Throckmorton. Come in. Yeah, thank you, Paula. Shall I just hang up my coat, or do we have to go someplace? Oh, after last night, I think we're both ready for a quiet evening at home. You bet. Yeah, I guess we're not as young as we think we are. Well, that's rather a brutal way of putting it, but I'll have to go along with it. Sorry, no offense. As a matter of fact, you look a lot younger than you probably are. Well, thank you. I think. <laughs> it's probably due to the exciting life you lead. Palm Beach, Newport. Oh, you can only take so much of that. Nice to relax right here in prosaic Summerfield. Oh, Paula, we're not so prosaic. You've been to the Mardi Gras in New Orleans. Of course. Well, we have some of the same sort of hoopla here on Founder's Day. Founder's Day? Yeah, we celebrate that every spring. Right here is where old Otto K. Summers stopped his covered wagon and founded our city. He was lost at the time. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I'm glad you're going to be here for the pageant this year. Quite a thing. Sounds very interesting. Yeah, I have a big role in it. I thought since we aren't going out tonight, I might entertain you by reading my part. Mother? Oh, yes, Bab. May Leroy and I come in a minute? Well, yes, dear. <laughs> Thank you, Mother. Good evening, Mr. Gildersleeve. Hello, Babs. Leroy. Hi, Unc. Hi, Mrs. Winthrop. Hello, Leroy. Yeah, by the way, Babs, I haven't thanked you for returning my elk's tooth. Oh, that's all right. The minute I saw it, I knew it had to be yours. <laughs> Mother, are you and Mr. Gildersleeve going out this evening? Well, no, we're staying home. Mr. Gildersleeve is going to read his part in the Founder's Day pageant. Oh, brother. The what, Mr. Gildersleeve? You, it's a play we home folks put on every year. You run along, dear. Yeah, let's scram. But we'd love to hear Mr. Gildersleeve, if we may. Wouldn't we, Leroy? Well, well Throckmorton, would you like an audience? Oh, the kids aren't really interested. On the contrary, I wouldn't miss it for anything. Stand up in front of the fireplace and recite, Mr. Gildersleeve. Babs, maybe you'd rather wait and see it and be surprised. I'd rather be surprised tonight. Well, shall I read the scene where I'm standing on the hilltop in my coonskin cap and buckskin pants, or the one ten years later when I'm wearing button shoes and a beaver hat? They both sound nice and juicy. <laughs> I wonder if she's trying to make a monkey out of me. <laughs> Go ahead, Throckmorton. Well, the pageant opens with a lot of people surrounding me on top of the hill. And we're all singing. After that, I look out over the green valley below and say... Mr. Gildersleeve, you aren't going to skip the song, are you? You'll hear it later, Babs. Believe me. She doesn't believe I can sing. Of course, I don't want to embarrass Mr. Gildersleeve. Well, perhaps you'd like to omit the song, Throckmorton. Yeah. No, confound it, I'm going to sing it. Oh, groan. Yeah, I stand there, you see, ready to defend the town site against the Indians and sing, Give me some men who are stout-hearted men who will fight for it, um, da dee da Start me with ten who are stout-hearted men, da da dee 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 why, George, I've forgotten the rest. <laughs> oh? Good! Nelson Eddie can stop worrying. <laughs> well, even if you can't sing, you can recite for us. Yeah, Babs, without the customs and all, I have a feeling this is a little dull. <coughs> Why don't we do something we can all join in? Well, shall we play Scrabble? That's too much like going to school. Well, you kids like to dance. Let's dance. Oh, Unc. Here, I'll put on one of these records. Yeah, here's a good snappy waltz. Come on, Paula. Oh, please, Throckmorton. I don't think I can dance again tonight. I'll dance with you, Mr. Gildersleeve. You? Well? Why does he always lead with his chin? Of course, waltzing is a little antediluvian, but... Uh... Oh, it's easy. You just swing into it. 
one and the two and dance. Well, Baz, you're dancing as the cat's pajamas. Oh, brother, I gotta do something about Unc. Gildersleeve will be back in just a minute. Wouldn't you ladies like to have all the nylon stockings you need at less than half price? Wouldn't you jump at the chance to order first quality 60-gauge 15 denier nylons for only 75 cents a pair? Kraft's Parquet Margarine now makes this possible. It's an even better value than last year's money-saving offer. Last year, you could order 51-gauge Powers Model Nylons. But now you can get Powers Model Nylons that are the new 60-gauge with more fine stitches to the inch to make them extra snag-resistant and longer-wearing. John Robert Powers styled these nylons for the famous Powers Models. They're sheer and lovely, yet wonderfully durable and practical. First quality is guaranteed. Each pair carries the United States Testing Company's seal of approval. Luxurious, full-fashioned nylons like these usually sell for at least $1.65. But you can order them for only 75 cents a pair when you buy Parquet Margarine. Full instructions for ordering your Powers Model 60-gauge nylons are printed in every package of Parquet. You have a choice of six sizes, two of the season's smartest shades, and two seam styles. Just include 75 cents for each pair, along with the yellow end flap from a parquet package. Tomorrow, be sure to get the delicious margarine made by Kraft, the margarine that spreads smoothly even when ice-cold, parquet margarine. seems there comes a time in the life of teenagers when they think anybody older than a teenager belongs in a museum. Of course, I knew Babs felt that way about Mr. Gilsey for quite a while, but Bertie was surprised when Leroy began noticing it. Bertie, is Uncle home yet? He's in the den, Leroy. Dozing? No, he came home, put on his slippers, and he's in there reading. Well, I gotta have a man-to-man talk with Uncle. What's that, boy? Until last night, I didn't realize he isn't keeping up with the times. <laughs> you kids left him in the dust, huh? No kidding. This is serious, Bertie. Yes? Oh, can I come in? Yes, certainly, my boy. Thanks. Can I have a talk with you? Yeah, you bet. You sit down. Maybe I better close the door. What's the matter? Well... Um, this is serious. Oh? How much money do you need? Oh, it isn't money. I thought you said it was serious. Well, I don't know just how to say this. It's nothing personal, you understand. What isn't personal? Well, let's start with your elk's tooth. What about it? If you're going to wear it, you might lose it again like you did yesterday. Maybe you'd better hide it away someplace, like in a safe deposit box. Oh, I won't lose it again, my boy. You can stop worrying. Unc, I gotta level with you. What? Will you please not wear that tooth and watch chain? Of course, it doesn't bother me, but other people might think it dates you. Hmm. I take it you think your old uncle is behind the time. Well, I hope you'll understand, Unc. I want to be proud of you. Well, I want you to be, my boy. And and just remember, when you're dancing, you don't start out saying, a one and a two and dance. Oh, so that's it. And, and another thing. You don't tell girls they're the cat's pajamas. That went out with curly hair. What do you mean, curly hair? I mean, it's old stuff. What do you want me to say? They're the cream in my coffee? Uncle, <laughs> just don't dig me. Things are coming to a pretty pass when youngsters start criticizing their elders. I thought the elders were supposed to criticize the youngsters. 
Leroy doesn't even like my pocket watch. I wonder how I'd look in a wristwatch. I think I'll see what Peavy has. Hello, Peavy. Yeah, hello, Mr. Gildersleeve. <laughs> what can I do for you this morning? Well, before I make any purchases, I'll have a cup of coffee. I didn't have to purchase that, too. <laughs> well, I know that. I don't expect you to give it to me. Coffee prices being what they are, I don't even give it to myself. <laughs> you don't? Every time I have a cup, I put a dime in the cash register. Oh. There you are, Mr. Gildersleeve. I think I'll have a half a cup with you. That'll only cost me a nickel. <laughs> Why don't you drink your coffee at home, Peavy? Mrs. Peavy's diluting it now. Oh. Peavy, I want to ask you a question. Very well. Would you say I'm behind the times? No, I wouldn't say it. Did one of your lady friends intimate that you were? No. It's Leroy and his crowd. Well, I don't imagine they consider you any ball of fire. What's this? Unless it would be Halley's Comet, and that hasn't been around since 1910. <laughs> yeah, all right, Peavy. You don't seem to take this seriously. Well, I'm not the one they say is behind the times. Well, by George, I'm just as up-to-date as the next fellow. These kids just have immature ideas. <laughs> you don't change. Leroy says I shouldn't use expressions like, she's the cream in my coffee. Well, I don't blame him. That went out with curly hair. Peavy! <laughs> <laughs> Where did you get that? I picked it up from the kids who come in here. I'm hep, Dad. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I wouldn't worry about it, though, Mr. Gildersleeve. You're just going through a phase. A phase? You're in a difficult age. Not young, not old. Somewhere between awkward and quaint. <laughs> what do you mean? You're just plain corny. <laughs> In their eyes, of course. No, Peavy, don't try to sneak out of it. You just said I was corny. I said the kids think so. Well, I'm not conforming to their ideas. They'll just have to accept me the way I am and like it. I don't think you're playing it very smart. That did it. How's that? Now you're criticizing me. No, I'm not. I never criticize a customer. Well, you just lost a customer. I was going to get rid of my old pocket watch and buy a new timepiece. You wouldn't have anything to suit me anyway. Well, no, I wouldn't say that. What? I just happened to have one cuckoo clock. <laughs> oh, who? <laughs> Can't even concentrate on the evening paper. Imagine being practically called an old fogey by an old fogey like Peavy. No, I shouldn't say that. He's a fine friend. Sorry I argued with him. But can he be right? Does everybody think I'm out of step? Good evening, Miss Gillsleeve. Oh, hello, Bertie. You want your slippers? Confounded no. Why, Mr. Gillsleeve? Oh, I'm sorry, Bertie. I didn't mean that. Guess I'm out of sorts. Yes, sir. Sorry you're feeling blue. Well, I'm just taking stock of myself. Oh? Then you ought to be feeling on top of the world. I should? Because that's where you are, on top of the world. No, I'm not so sure, Bertie. You shouldn't be blue. You've got good health, a good job, and one of the fanciest titles in town. You well... And when it comes to good-looking girlfriends, you're loaded. You got two school teachers, a travel agent, a girl from the Notion Counters at Hogan Brothers... And a society lady from Florida. Well, that's all well and good, but there are people who think I'm a little corny. Well, you can't have everything. <laughs> right, George Paula's been around. She knows whether or not I'm a square. And I'm going to find out. I do want Leroy to be proud of me. Oh, come in, Throckmorton. Hello, Paula. Are Leroy and Babs around? Well, I think they're at the drugstore. Sit down. Paula, I want you to give me a straight answer. Do you consider me a back number? Oh, not so far back. Why? Well, you take my dancing. How is it? I'll shut my eyes while you tell me. Why, you're no worse than other businessmen I know. I'm not? 
Oh, does it bother you because you're no Fred Astaire? Well, I haven't had many complaints except an occasional ouch. <laughs> Why this sudden concern? I'll tell you the truth. I think I'm beginning to embarrass Leroy. And I wondered if others notice it. Huh? What do you mean? Well, he thinks my dancing's old-fashioned, and I haven't kept up with the jive talk. <laughs> well, if it'll make you feel better, Babs thought it was terrible that I came home from a smart winter resort and hadn't learned to do the creep. The creep? New dance. Oh. Well, somewhere through the years, I'm afraid I missed the boat. Seems I got old-fashioned all of a sudden. Perhaps I take after my father too much. Oh? He was really old-fashioned. A fine old gentleman, but married to the past. Mm, there's nothing strange about that. My sweet little mother was the same way. I got so upset with mother because she wouldn't cut her hair. You? Thought Morton, every woman was bobbing her hair. Honestly, I thought mother was positively antediluvian. Hey, Bab said that about my waltzing. Well, I was always a much better dancer than my father. Throckmorton, do you realize what we're doing? Right. We're criticizing our parents just like Leroy and Babs criticized us. Say, I hadn't thought of that. I guess it's difficult for one generation to understand the other. Yeah, but we have to keep up. Do you suppose we should practice some of the new dance steps while the kids aren't here to talk about us? Why don't we? Babs has some of her records here. You'll have to show me some of the new steps, Paula. Oh, seem to be my old records. Oh, look at this. Well, the Charleston. <laughs> I remember when that came out. Da, 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 hey, da, let's put that on and give it a whirl. All right, roll back the rug prop. Yeah, you bet. <laughs> Oh, that Charleston was a real dance. Well, let's not let the music go to waste. Hi, <laughs> George. It's been a long time since I've done this. That's very fancy steps, Rockmorton. <laughs> Watch this. Oh. Hey, what's going on? Oh, my goodness. It's Leroy and Babs. Zeke. Now they will think we're old hat. It is? Yeah, now you got it, man. Well, I don't get it, but I'm glad I got it. <laughs> the Great Gildersleeve will be back in just 30 seconds. Tomorrow's the day to begin building your wardrobe of glamorous nylon stockings at less than half price. Just pick up Kraft's delicious parquet margarine when you're shopping. You'll find full instructions in every parquet package for ordering a pair of famous Powers Model 60-gauge nylons for only 75 cents. Millions of women are cutting their hosiery budgets more than half this easy way. You can order a new pair of flattering, long-wearing nylons every time you buy parquet margarine. Peavy, I'm on top of the world. <laughs> no, you're not. You're in my drugstore. <laughs> you know what I mean. I'm pretty happy about the way things turned out with Leroy. You don't say. Yeah. He and Babs accept me practically as an equal. Well, I'm hep, Dad. <laughs> my, my. <laughs> yes, sir. The kids really like me. <laughs> they even asked me to chaperone a party tonight. Yes, I know. You do? Yeah, Leroy and Babs were in here saying what a fine fellow you were. <laughs> and they're counting on the chaperone to pay for three gallons of ice cream they already did. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Good night, folks. is played by Willard Waterman and is an NBC Radio Network production. The show is written by John Elliott and Andy White and is transcribed. Included in the cast are Walter Tetley, Lillian Randolph, Barbara Whiting, Dean Bates, and Dick LeGrand. 
Musical composition by Jack Meekin. This is John Heaston saying goodnight for the Kraft Foods Company, makers of the famous line of Kraft quality food products. Be sure to listen in next week and every week for the further adventures of the Great Gildersleeve. Be sure to tune in next time, my friends, for another classic comedy radio show. I'm Greg Fordyce. Thanks for listening. Thanks 